Welcome everyone to the Informed Advocate Podcast, and I'm your host, Sharon, and this is the intersection of self-care, advocacy, and compassion for self-caregivers. So for this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about work. The last time we talked about healing takes effort, the work that goes into healing. And so that was more so, I guess you could say, more of the emotional side and the mental health side of it. And also do remember that when it comes to our well-being, everything is connected. So when we are improving in one area, we're improving in the other area as well. Meaning when we're improving on our mental health and emotional wellness, that's going to help us physically. And so today I wanted to talk a little bit more just about sometimes some physical elements that we may have, regardless of what that is. Um, and even though I do say regardless, I make it sound like it's uh, can be so simple, but meaning that in including the most severe type of physical condition, medical condition that someone can have, the main point I really just want to make is that it takes work and effort in order to be well physically too. And then also sometimes some of the medical conditions and physical um, ailments that one may have, sometimes they come from what's going on inside of us emotionally mentally, psychologically. Um, sometimes you may have heard doctors say, oh, well, we can't find anything. Nothing comes up. It's all psychological. It doesn't mean that it's all in your head that you're thinking that per se, but what it does mean, you know, we talked about stress in the body and trauma, and um, it really does have a impact on our physical being. And so in saying all of that too, that it takes work and effort to be well. And when I say that, I don't want to make it sound like it's so hard, but at the same time, it takes work. Meaning the things that you do, and even the things that you don't do, because sometimes the things that we don't do, meaning if we're not eating healthy or not uh, moving, you know, put us some type of movement, not, you know, really taking those deep breaths to really uh, energize yourself and to, you know, remove the toxins from your body. All of that comes to surface as well. And I can remember several years ago when I was studying uh, personal training. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am a, uh, at least should I say, I have a certification in personal training and I just approach it in a different way. i tell you about that one day. But one of the things that's really stuck out when I was studying it was a couple of things. One is just how profound certain medical conditions are, such as diabetes, because we have so many people who are diagnosed with it until it almost seems like it's normalized for people to have it. But we also know the 
side effects of having it too. And so this meaning that there are things that you can do to prevent that from happening. And if you are already diagnosed with that, there are things that you can do to reverse it as well. But the thing that really stuck out for me when I was studying is that they were saying, let's say for instance, someone will have surgery and it did used to be that way, that if someone has surgery, they put you on bed rest, you know, take your time in moving and things like that because they want to make sure that you're healing. But that is not the case anymore because they have learned <laughs> that for someone who doesn't move, then you can develop atrophy, meaning that you know your muscles are weak and you may not even have no more muscles <laughs> to be able to move. And then that also brings, uh, reminds me too, I cannot believe, I cannot remember his name. But I was looking at a um, podcast, I was watching a podcast, and there was a doctor, I want to say, I believe his name is Dr. Eli West, I believe that is, that is his name, I cannot remember his book, but there were um, a couple of things that he said that got my attention, and I know he was talking about people who, um, you know, who've had surgery, they have anesthesia, and that, you know, pretty much certain things can happen when, if they stay on it too long. But the main thing, there were a couple of things that he said, but the main thing that he said that caught my attention was that after the surgery, after someone comes out of it, he was saying that he really encouraged the patient and the family and staff to have that person to get up to move because I can't remember all of the things that he said about it, but that just stood out because, you know, again, you're thinking, oh, they've gone through all of this. They need to rest their body. But he was saying something to the effect that when a person don't move, then that really has a big impact on recovery. The other thing too that I wanna point out, and I've learned this because I've had surgery on my shoulder, my rotator cuff several years ago. And one thing I tell you is that when the physical therapists tell you to do exercises, you do them. It's almost like, you know how they say about antibiotics, you continue to take the antibiotics even after you're feeling well, continue to take all of it. It's the same thing when it comes to physical therapy. It may not seem like it's doing any good or you're getting any benefit, but it's pretty much, it's really retraining your muscles, retraining your joints, retraining everything. And so again, it's just really important to be able to do that. And we are the sum of our patterns. We are the sum of our habits and anything that's repeated. So we're teaching ourselves, teaching our body, teaching our muscles, teaching our genes to do something. So why not teach it to do something good? You know, I always say if you do something three times, especially if it's something that's not so good, it's almost seems like our inner self just picks up on that. 
then we have to work even harder to pretty much override that as well. But again, the main thing that I really just wanted to point out is that when it comes to your physical health, beyond, you know, doing what the doctors say to do, I would say to expand your knowledge, to do research, to talk to other people. Because one thing that I have learned, one, in the mental health space, and then two, just by being human, just by being a person, is that it really takes different aspects because sometimes we only know what we know in the way that we know it. But we can take this one thing, and again, it's not really looking at the problem per se, but it's really looking at solutions for the problem. Because if you're focusing just on the problem, then you're not going to get anywhere anyway. And so, again, when it comes to medical conditions, any physical ailments that you may have, really research and do take action of trying different things that you feel Again, as an informed advocate for yourself, and especially if you're helping someone else or you're um, supporting someone else, is to really look at so many different ways. Because one thing that I have seen and even experienced myself in um, certain ways is that the the medical field can have one way of looking at something. And I'm just seeing that. Of course, there's many ways, but let's just say they have one way of looking at things, but sometimes they may not consider the other things. And sometimes the other things are really where a lot of us are rooted in anyway. And, you know, (laughs) we kind of stop doing it. And so, you know, revisit some of those things that are partial, you know, for you. It's almost like what my grandmother said or anything like that. Um, and so, you know, the other thing is, you know, definitely the healthy eating, that's going to take you a long way. And, you know, when it comes to, you remember the five, five, five stress busters, you know, all of that, you know, play into this as well, regarding you being healthy in every way. And it's like when you're not healthy physically, that's going to impact you mentally. When you're something going on mentally, that impacts you physically too. And so when it comes to both of them, it really does take work, meaning some effort for you to do something. And even for someone, I would say, because what I've learned is so many different ways of doing things and even some things I have not even considered because it wasn't until, you know, I started like with meditation and yoga, and especially with breath work, it never crossed my mind. You know, it's like, you know, we always hear about, you know, doing cardio, cardio, cardio or aerobics for your lungs. And it came, the thought came across me was like, well, what about those individuals who are bed bound or wheelchair bound and they're not able to get up? How can they still, you know, get, you know, their heart rate up? And so in doing this work and what I've seen, it's the breath work, you know? I mean, you can sit in a chair, you know, you can sit up, you know, if you're able to stand and, you know, you're doing some breath work, 
it really feels like, I mean, I've experienced it when I've done work, especially in the guidance of someone else. It really felt like that I were, you know, was running. And so there are so many different ways. And again, the main point I really just wanted to say is that when it comes to your medical conditions, ask questions, ask, and, and again, this is holistic. Uh, this is about holistic. So this is about finding so many, and I'm saying so many different ways, but different ways, looking through a different lens, because sometimes looking at it just in one way, it can limit you. And this is sometimes another reason that we may be stuck and that we may be suffering and have challenges because we're just looking at it just, you know, through one lens. And so, you know, when it comes to the Informed Africa podcast, it's about having an open mind, is being able to see things in a different way and to, to at least consider, you know. And with a lot of things, they are, with most things, you know, they are, I was kind of like to say, they are usually um, a gentle way so that you can take care of yourself and you're able to decide on that because when it comes to some other modalities, sometimes there's so many side effects. So, so that's the thing to consider too. If you're taking, let's say, medications, what are the side effects of me taking this medication versus if I, let's say, meditate? You know, are there any side effects of meditating? Some people will argue to say that there are. I'm not saying that there are not, but what I will say, it is all about you retraining yourself. It's the effort that it takes. And so you can be gentle with yourself, even when it comes to, you know, your physical wellness, because, you know, one step at a time, you know, you know, we talk about the five, 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 you know, five steps or five minutes or five days. And so you can literally take five steps, you know, and, and that is, you know, your capacity for that time and increase it, you know, do five more steps or whatever it may be, five more movements, five more breaths. And just continue to add that. And so just wanted to remind you that when it comes to your well-being, it really does take a holistic approach and to look at your physical wellness in a pretty much holistic way so that you can be better equipped and so that you can use all the things in your toolbox and to add things. That's the thing. This is how we add to the mental wealth is to pour into that because the more you open your mind, the more you consider, you know, certain things, then you're able to make those decisions and you're not under duress when you're making decisions or anything like that either. And so again, thank you for joining me for another episode of the Informed Advocate Podcast. Since you enjoyed this podcast, 
please subscribe and follow Informed Advocate Podcast on Anchor or Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube. For updates on workshops, training, and conferences, go to www.affirmholisticnetwork.net and that's holistic with a W. Also follow Affirm Holistic Network on Instagram and Facebook.